This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Janelle. This is Chatting Human Design. Welcome back. I'm super stoked on my guest today. She's a 6'2", squinic projector. I didn't even ask you. Do you go, are you a she? Am I calling you the right thing? Yeah. I never ask people this. Okay, good. Yeah. I feel better Pronouns. now. She, her. Yeah, she, totally. she is a six-two <laughs> projector, PR consultant, energetic business coach, and healer. I never really ask people that. And as soon as I say it, the pronoun, I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to ask. And no I'm just worries. doing my best out here. All good. All good. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're here to talk about human design. And this is Kayla. Hi, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I love your little intro. Hello. Like the singing. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> such a dork. And Kayla, I pr- I'm pronouncing it right, right? Yeah. Yep, yes. All right, cool. Everybody gets to see how I go through my process of, wait, I have to make sure I'm honoring this person and who they are. So... <laughs> Um, Kayla's here, everybody, and we're both projectors, so Mm -hmm. coincidence. Most of my guests end up being projectors. It doesn't, I don't seek it that way. It just is what it is. And she's a splenic projector, which as we all know, if you listened to this show before, I love splenic authority. So I've talked about Mm -hmm. how much I loved it before. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's doing stuff in the world that looks different for projectors we're told we aren't here to work and we aren't here for like the hustle and stuff which is all true but how are we going to live how are we going to make money to survive in this world we're not really Mm -hmm. supposed to talk about that as projectors or think about it or use too much of our energy on it because it's not for us that's not why we're here Mm -hmm. okay thanks but now where do i go so i think it's really cool that you our human design and business as a projector. Mm. It's like, ooh, those things, how do they go together? Please tell us. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll give kind of like a really quick Spark Notes version of like childhood kind of experience of like, I would say from ages two to six, I was really like letting myself be seen. I was a dancer, competitive dancer. And then conditioning really started hitting when we moved to another state and I tried to be like everyone else and I joined sports. And so from about 10 to at the end of college, I was just truly trying to be someone else. And then I realized that I was gay and that was a whole other layer of being seen for the first time. And how, I like, old, how old were you when you realized this? So... I was a late bloomer. I wasn't, I met my, I met my first lesbian in the sense of like, they came out to me and like, I met like a physical lesbian person. Yeah. At the age, but I didn't know that I desired to meet one. And at the age of 21 and this light bulb in my head went off of like, I want you to pay attention to me, but I don't necessarily want you. And so I was like, called up my mom like mom I think I'm bisexual she's like okay pass the ketchup like not a big deal and then (laughs) my my wife now which is funny because we're both six profiles and reconnected in our 30th year is my first girl in college so so we went separate ways for like 10 years and then reconnected in our Saturn return which is actually very beautiful but so I was very much a late bloomer and so I kind of had this like second identity crisis as I'm going into the career field of public relations. (laughs) So I never really felt safe. And I think that was the biggest thing around me having like a 10 year career of being burnt out because I was grinding in the field of public relations. It, the energy exchange of PR is very against projectors. We are pitching media, we are initiating a lot of things um and so wow fast forward 10 years into agency to agency kind of being burnt out I moved to Los Angeles and I thought I was getting my dream job and it was a senior role and I was not given any responsibility for the first three months I had chronic anxiety 
I told my mom, I was like, I'd rather be homeless on the street than feel the way that I feel, um, like anxiety wise. And that's when, um, through that process, I also became a Reiki master to kind of heal myself, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of go inward. Um, it was September of 2019. I'm driving to the conference, um, that I'm supposed to go to, and I'm listening to a to be magnetic podcast interview with, um, Lacey Phillips and Jenna Zoe. And that's when human design found me. I like pulled over the car and I like looked up what I was and I saw that as a projector and I was like, oh shit, like (laughs) I'm doing everything wrong in life. (laughs) I am doing everything wrong. And so the next day I walked into my job and I quit at 8 a.m. And I had such little responsibility as like a senior title and was so not seen that I didn't have to send one handoff email. I literally left my computer there and I left. Yeah. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise of like having such a clean cut. And I drained my 401k because I knew I was going to quit at some point. So I had like three to $4,000 in my savings. I was like, okay, when I get to the point where I'm going to quit, like I can last about two months in LA, like paying all my bills. Well, 24 hours after quitting, I got my first invite An acquaintance was reaching out at the time. She's a good friend now, which um, just randomly reached out. I didn't even know that she had my phone number, seeing if I knew anyone that did freelance PR. And I signed my first client that paid all of my bills within 24 hours of up and quitting. You're like, freelance is where it's at, man. Oh, I was like, hello, invites. Like I'd never under, like so quickly, I was like, okay, projector. Okay, what does this mean? And so I quit and I feel like it's really standing in your energetic worth that you're rewarded, like high risk, high reward. It was like a very high risk of standing in my worth. (laughs) And so the reward was like, okay, we see you boo. 24 hours later, here's your first freelance gig. Um, And then fast forward to like the next six months of, I, I didn't really know human design. I was introduced to it, knowing it, learning it, and then embodying it. That is a process, especially for like a three at the time and then mm-hmm. turning and, you know, becoming a six. And so I was freelancing, doing everything for everyone wrong. And I got to a point again where I was like, okay, I'm going to try the corporate world. Try one more time. I applied to like 50 different jobs, wrong use of my energy. And then I got a message in my LinkedIn inbox um, from a recruiter that wants to bring me on because a creative agency acquired an affiliate marketing channel, and I won't go too much into the affiliate PR side of things. Mm-hmm. And they wanted someone with PR experience. So I was like, okay, it's something new, mm-hmm. and I'm not just wasting all of my PR experience. I'll take yeah. it. I, I like me taking that job was a splenic hit because I took it, and I did. I literally day one walking into the job didn't know what affiliate was. I had no idea. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> You're like, so, I'll figure it out. Exactly. So I, this job put me kind of the right place at the right time with the progression of where public relations was going. And I was all of a sudden, like one of the first people in the entire field of the industry to know of this shift and kind of be at the head of it. So now I'm shifting into this like role model of, of having knowledge and being seen and being listened to because mm-hmm. I'm sharing facts that you don't really see elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to really put into practice these successful campaigns. And the agency just saw me as like, cha-ching. And I was very burnt out. I was managing like 30 clients at a time. Wow. So come Q4, I, one of my clients gave me kind of like the, the invite green light of like, if you leave, we'll follow. And so I was like, okay, it's time. And so I started KMO, um, December of 2020. And, you know, in between that I had consistently been getting readings and trying to learn as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And I made the promise to myself of like, I'm not going to be burnt out. I'm not going to like go after or do and try to get clients. I'm going, my first hire is going to be a generator and I have no idea when that's going to happen, but I'm going to do everything like my way, Mm -hmm. my way. Like I will look at who I need to serve and why I need to serve them, but how I do it will be me, like Mm -hmm. my way. Um, And so that's how I kind of, I'm very much in the corporate space. 
And it is very shocking and jolting to a lot of who I've worked with and who I no longer work with of like how I run things because they're like guided by human design. It's yeah, like, you're 51, man. Shut yeah, up. yeah. I love oh, it. I love it. Totally, totally. Dude, I, I, can, I know a lot of people are like, what? What do you, what do, you do? It's like, yeah. It's like, it, ta- it takes a lot to explain. So either buckle up or skip to another question because totally, totally. it's hard to explain. Oh my God, that is so amazing. <clears throat> As you were telling that story, um, I was introduced to human design by the Balanced Blonde, Jordan Younger, and Jenna Zoe podcast uh, mm-hmm. four years ago-ish. Um, so that's funny that we both came to it in a similar fashion, but you took with it and ran with it, man. And I really like that because it's scary to think about and it's scary to do the things. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why splitting projectors are so fascinating to me because mm-hmm. it's almost like you get to break the rules a little bit when it comes to, and that's part of what I like about human design is when you can like push the boundaries a little bit. Because totally. you have those splitting hits so quickly, sometimes things move faster than maybe they should as a projector, but oh well, like that's just how it's gonna yeah. go right now. And to have the awareness to see that and know that it doesn't have to be that way all the time, it's like, mm-hmm. it's really neat. Do you have any motors to find? Um, my root mm-hmm. to find, I'm all, all defined besides solar plexus, heart and sacral. Okay, so that makes sense. I'm very, I'm very defined. And then my wife is only spleen and root. Oh, interesting. So you both have root center. This makes Mm -hmm. sense that you're able to kind of push a little bit and do a little bit more and create like this big, this big thing that you're creating is because this root energy can help you a little bit. I mean, it's not the same as a sacral motor. We all know that, but it can be helpful. Definitely. I'm just I'm yeah. just a ghost town from the throat down. So um, it's you're full of wisdom from the from the I throat know, down. I know, and it's it's great because just like you said, when I first looked up my human design, I did it incorrectly, and I thought I was a generator for a little while. Oh no! Really, I know I put in my birth time incorrectly. Like da da da, what we tell people not to do. Um, <laughs> and for a few months, that's what I thought, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool this sounds fun. Like I'll respond to life. Yes or no. Like I could do that. I'm here to work. I guess. So, um, let me figure out, Oh, I have to figure out what lights me up. I guess then I'll have the energy for it. And it, and I, for a few months, that's what I thought I was. And it was frustrating because I, I was like, nothing lights me up. I don't get this light up thing. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel energy mm-hmm. to do something all day. Like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And then when I realized what I did, I had the same reaction as you. I was like, shit, I'm a projector. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it makes so much sense. But now this is a whole different thing. Yeah, you are like the definition of product of your environment. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't like, I like to have control of things. Mm-hmm. And my whole design is no control. Also, just what's your astrology you sign? Want moon and rising i'm a scorpio sun uh capricorn moon taurus rising i totally felt that cap energy it's coming and and the taurus energy (laughs) for sure for sure i'm glad you didn't say scorpio because scorpio is weird to me sometimes when i read it i'm like this is too intense i don't feel this (laughs) you know scorpios i do think you are very you're very grounded in your other two dominant signs I vibe with Scorpios, man. They're just like, to me, when they're emotionally intelligent and they've like done the work, cause that's kind of like, they love depth. They like, you know, mm-hmm. they love depth. Sense. And so it can be in either a shadow way or a very expansive and like very potent way. Good. I'll remember that. Cause yeah, when I, when I realized I was a Taurus rising and now all I do is I'll read both Scorpio and Taurus. Cause I, every time I read the Taurus, I'm like, actually that kind of sounds more like how I'm feeling it feels more mellow like not as like mm-hmm. you know so yeah but then sometimes I'll see Scorpio stuff and I'm like oh, okay some of this stuff makes sense to me I'm a very good totally. secret keeper but I Got also it. have gave 13 so it's, it's all there you know <laughs> to like help us with our stuff you know yeah so like I said I think it's really cool that you do I'm, I'm guessing affiliate marketing is like 
what we are seeing people do now where they hire regular people to sell their stuff and yeah that's what you do is like get those people right or make the campaigns for them to 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 do like yeah so I it's kind of like my business is twofold so when I found out about this and it was so shocking to me as a PR professional I was like oh my gosh no one is telling the PR field so half of my business is I train PR professionals how to do affiliate marketing because it's a being the role model the person that I wish I had when I was younger it's B for the first time showing a dollar amount to our efforts so we're able to like quantify and and scale our like rev share based retainers and scale our business so there's a level of worthiness yeah and there's metrics so we're seen for our efforts it's like so like poetic if you actually think about it as a 6-2 projector for me at least (laughs) and then my actual like service side is I service direct to consumer brands like beyond yoga is one of my clients Mm -hmm. and my job is I wear both hats. I I manage their affiliate marketing program, like Mm -hmm. more traditional, but the bulk of my work is pitching them, like pitching their products to editors so that they get in roundups on like shape.com or vogue.com or whatnot. And then those editors include affiliate links that then track the amount of sales that their article placement drove them. Oh, wow. This is so future. This is the future, man. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, Vogue magazine was, was my, was one of my favorite magazines when I was a kid. I used to get like six or seven magazine subscriptions. I love magazines. I don't know why. I just love Yeah. Them. But the reason why they're having to do this is because no one's buying print subscriptions. Oh, oh yeah. So no. publishing groups are like, how do we make money? They're like, oh, let's monetize our content. <laughs> that's, inter- that's so interesting that you said that. Cause I was I was wondering that when I, cause I tried buying the magazine of like a couple months back and I was like, I don't, it's not as, I don't like this as much. And then I, thick. yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's cause I'm nostalgic for like the nineties. Like I want my nineties Cosmo, which is like, oh, I bet you those sell for, I don't know. Do they sell on eBay? That would be amazing. But um, Maybe. um uh, it's so crazy. Cause you're right. It's like, well, how are you gonna make money if no one's buying any your, your magazines? Like, yeah, you can sell online subscriptions, but that's not nearly the same amount of money as as the print subscriptions, I'm sure, because I spent a lot on those things. Yeah, yeah, um, no, totally. And you were, like you said, you were ahead of it. You were, affiliate marketing was happening, but nobody was really like controlling it or yeah. like you said, quantifying it or really saying like, you're doing this much work and making us this much money. So you deserve this much like, hello, look at all you're doing for us. And now you're being efficient in your projectorness and teaching other people to do what you do and did. Yeah. It's like, I I didn't realize like how ahead of the game I was until this last January. Um, I was asked to train the entire Condé Nast editorial team of like 80 editors. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and, and there's so many layers to it. It's like the editors now are having to learn affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing marketers are now having to learn PR. It's like all of these industries like colliding into one. Wow. That's so crazy. And to be ahead of it, it's such a, it's such a gift. Cause, cause like I said, you don't want to use too much of your energy and you want to be efficient and to be at the front yep. makes you efficient. <laughs> like it just does. So yeah, that's so awesome. That's what myself and my business partner are trying to put together like I told you a monthly membership platform for mental projectors because we couldn't find anything we want we were looking for stuff that we wanted and all we found were uh programs like teaching human design or human design in business human design in relationships and that's well and good and those are great but we wanted a community mm-hmm. with like smaller portals for teaching people stuff, but the community capital C is the big important thing for us. And I got excited when I couldn't find it. Like I was like, I can't find this thing. I can't find this thing. And like, we need to make this thing. Yeah. And that's where I was like, and I don't really get excited for plat. Like internet stuff freaks me out. So I always, this never really, I don't really get excited, but I was like, I couldn't find, I can't find this. So this has to be popular, right? Because I don't see it. Well, hire an operations team. Hire someone, a generator that, it's interesting. 
there's there's a I don't have the gift, but I know a projector that has the gift of high level seeing the full scope of of operations and like funnels and how things mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my brain does not click with that. There's a but def- name. I can't think of it, but there's probably more than one. Oh, ooh, okay. Probably up it, here in the in the crown, I would think, because there's a gate for like details, for like for like seeing the details and things and there's a gate for like got it got it got it duh okay that makes sense but i if you need a recommendation i have i have some ox teams that i can direct you to and they are generate they are generators hiring somebody is like i don't know how that's what i was talking about with rebecca because we got a little ahead of ourselves when we started talking about taxes and like hiring people and i said hey if we're in a position where we need to hire people because this is too much that means we're doing okay financially and then we should celebrate and then we'll hire people and figure out how that goes because yeah I'm like my business is just me like I do readings and I have a couple of podcasts it's gonna be three pretty soon um and it's just me like I just have my little basic website I sell yeah I don't market really ever except in maybe my stories yeah and I would like to know how to do that and figure out how to do that. And that's part of why we're building this thing is so I can get a bunch of mental projectors together and be like, hey, how so do you the do fact that it's so the fact that yours is so niche is perfect. Super it's like flipping, it's flipping it, it around of like what are you attracted to? Like what draws you in? And then I really, I really vibe with profiles of like that is like your personality. And I, I think about that all the time and I, I slip into conditioning and I make mistakes um, because I, as a six, two, we're supposed to just love our lives and try to just create a perfect life and a family. And then the, the embodiment of that is then how you show up as a role model and share from a story perspective versus telling people what to do. Yeah you as a three, six, it's like, you have, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to say what I was going to tell you at the beginning before we started recording. Yes, I totally forgot. Go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's being equally in love with the chaos and having it all together and sharing both without any need for people to get it or understand or like it or agree with it. So for you, it's as you're building a business, it's literally sharing not being like polished with how you show up and sharing the process. It's, it's showing the chaotic side and the like three experimental, we're going to jump in and do it. I'm going to start another podcast and blah, blah, blah. And if you change shifts, share the shifts that you change. Well, also like it can, it's not this or that it's this and that you can be like an adventurous and like chaotic. What I love that word. I don't think it's a bad word. Um, while also wise and grounded and like sharing from a place of, of, of experience. Yeah. That's so crazy. You're totally right. And I really started and well, I've been embracing my third line for a little while. I have 10 third lines in my chart. So I'm a big old guy <laughs> third line. Yeah. It's, I'm, and it's so was hard. That was one of the hardest things for me to get because I'm very yeah. much a control person and I like to get things right at the first time. And I don't like people to see my mess or I didn't really now I don't really care as much. I'm just kind of like, I feel like the only thing you need to control is having the freedom and the flexibility to just do whatever you want when you want and not get it right. I'm motivation innocence for crying out loud. It's like ridiculous. (laughs) My whole, my variables are all first color, survival, caves, alternating, and then six rolls in and is like, hey, you're also innocence, so don't care about anything. I know it's a very like big juxtaposition, but I think Mm -hmm. those parts have been really the catalyst into into throwing me out there, like you said, and just being like, you know what? You're kind of just here to experience things and people are supposed to see. People are supposed Mm -hmm. to see this stuff. So if you trip a ball in the middle of the street getting out of your car, people are supposed to see it. Don't be embarrassed. Yes. Like, love that mindset. Love that mindset. Um, if you like, if you make, and I need to start doing this, but if I make like content and a lot of it is crappy and I'm recording and recording and recording, I need to share the beginning process of it looking like crap and being like, oh, that was weird. Or like, here you go. This is what it looks like at first. And 
it's it relatable. Helps, yeah. And it helps that my business partner, she's a one three. So okay. the one helps so much because I am not a study person. I'm not a school mm-hmm. person. I don't like to, to read, to, to have to hold it in here, to give it to somebody else, like a, for a test or for anything. I like to mm-hmm. memorize. I like to read to experience what I'm reading and remember the stuff that is exciting for me and be like, oh, I read this today and oh, I read that. But like to have to study like traditional school was terrible and she's no. so good at it. Like she's got yeah. her notes and she likes it. So I go, oh, this is, this is parts for you. Like all the, oh my gosh, that's the teaching is for you. And I'm just here to be the experiencer. And then she's got the three at the end, which is very helpful mm-hmm. as well. My first, my first hire, my first hire was my best friend, my longest friend. We've lived together. We were, you know, sat next to each other as in clarinets and band. Like we like literally have worked together our entire lives. And there was a point where she would be the person that I would, she's a five, one sacral generator. And I like mid twenties, I'd call her up at the DMV and be like, what's my license plate number. And she would like have it memorized. And I used to look back at her like, oh, Anna got a 29 in her ACTs. I got a 22. <laughs> Just like, I, and it makes so much sense why we would work so well together. Mm-hmm. Her being, you know, five, she's um, emotional authority, five one um, generator. Sorry, I said sacral. She's emotional authority. And then um, me as a projector, I love the generator projector um, energy exchange. Yeah, so I love that. I love that your husband's a generator. Me too. It's kind of weird sometimes, but, um, he doesn't really get or care about human design. So that almost helps because I can see stuff yeah. and be like, Oh, and I don't have to say it, which is good because I'm not, it's not like he's inviting me to tell him stuff. So mm-hmm. it's much easier to keep it in my mouth when I'm like, he has no idea what I'm talking about, but I, <laughs> I got it. I, and it's easier for me to give him space and grace and like, do your own thing because I know what he is and he's so open he's very open he only has three centers to find so being an open an open person like that is Mm -hmm. in and of itself no matter what your type is is a whole different thing oh totally it 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 messes with him sometimes because he's got the sacral motor but he's so open everywhere else and I sometimes I just tell him I'm like you just need a break like you just Mm. need to to be alone he's not it really quite the sacral he's not really yeah. an alone person like he doesn't I'm like what is wrong with you like I need to be alone some so much when we first got together he took it a little bit personally and I had to be like no listen this is before I knew about human design I was like dude it's just it's too much and I used this is why I'm so happy I found human design because I used to feel bad about that like I used to feel mm. like oh there must be something wrong with me that I need breaks or there must be something wrong with me that I can't remember shit. Like you said about your, your license, like, and I need help. Like I have a really terrible sense of direction and I don't know if that has anything to do with my human design. It's very weird. Because, Probably your open G center. Yeah. But I'm a Sphinx cross. How funny is that? Um, <laughs> in all of my incarnation. It, it's not funny. The, undefined G. You're, you're like the embodiment <laughs> example of holding extreme polarities and working with extreme polarities it doesn't make me laugh now I just laugh yeah because it's like there's nothing to really do about it except like you said hold both like there's mm-hmm. just hold space for both mm-hmm. and be okay when it swings one way for a minute and then goes back and then is somewhere in the middle because there's no predicting it's it's been such a an experiment in like extreme letting go for me that it's like I said sometimes I just laugh because I'm like well, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do you know <laughs> totally it's a fun yeah. one um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you as a projector once you mm-hmm. learned you were a projector and there was you had to make some changes obviously to the way you worked and the way you did things what were some of like the big the first things that you changed or the things that you changed that made the biggest difference and the biggest shift in your life as a projector? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, Well, when I started my business, I definitely made the promise that I was not going to go after or market my business. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, every single client I've gotten has been through a referral from working with 
the 30 plus brands at my past agency mm-hmm. or through editors, you know, being one, you know, so I, it was very effortless to get business. And then I really needed to figure out, okay, I found out, I realized very quickly that I was absorbing the sacral desire of the other person on the over video when I was doing a potential new client call. They were so excited to get started. They really wanted to work with me. And I would say yes on the call. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm absorbing their sacral desire. Because the second I got off the call, I was like, crap, I just said yes. And I actually don't want to. So my not yeah. self theme is really loud. I feel like my not self theme is actually louder than my spleen right now. Uh, and maybe it's a combination of both. I think it might actually be like my spleen embodies the feeling of bitter sometimes <laughs> when I need to shift. Yeah, Gives it like an extra oomph. So, um, that was a huge learning of, I'm not going to say yes. And I'm going to uh, on the phone and I'm, I'm going to really sink into like, what does my ideal client look like in terms of standards and like, what makes me feel successful Mm -hmm. and defining what success feels like and a day with more than with two or more calls that doesn't feel successful. Mm -hmm. I'd rather make half of what I'm making and limit have like two no call days and four total calls throughout the entire week. That makes me feel like abundant versus just like I have to do, 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 get more, more calls on to make more money. That doesn't feel successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hiring Hannah, of course, as, as the generator, really the engine behind all things It releasing the actual doing once I hired her four months in was a complete shift in the business because I had the time and space that I've never had before to be a visionary to it's like, she literally joined and it like unlocked my crown. And it was like, and I got all these downloads and ideas and she's undefined up top. So I'm, I, I put my ideas in a brain dump email folder and I just set them right there because also for her being a generator, she's just trying to master this one thing. And then I come in with another idea and she's like, Kayla, you need to pause. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I live up at the clubs. Um, so funny. Yeah. As a generator, they're here to do it, but not all of it at the same time. But that's so funny totally. as a projector. You're like, well, I don't know how that goes. Just here you go. Yeah. I have a wall. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I have a ton of um, ideas and I'm like, what do I do with these? <laughs> just put them in a brain dump folder. It's almost like you're setting the intention in the manifestation if it's meant for you, but you're not putting any pressure around the how or when or whatnot. That's, that's what I've been doing. But I, I I guess I would say my not self theme is, is probably when I learned the most of, I, I, I fired my largest paying client just four months in they, their retainer made up over half of the, the business's revenue each month. And just off of the feeling of not like trying to define my worth and feeling bitter on the phone calls, that feeling alone, I was like, okay, we need to go our separate ways. And in the PR field, having a month to month retainer, it protects me. It protects me. Whereas like at agencies, I remember locking clients in for a whole year out of the fear that they would leave Mm -hmm. Um, because PR is typically the first marketing channel that gets cut when budgets get tight Mm. so you then throw in a recession mixed with the pr industry shifting i launch a pr business in december of 2020 and people are like how did you do that it it, so it's um yeah so after i i've always been rewarded by letting go of clients and, and being shocking. I know when I'm shocking in my decision, especially in the corporate world, I'm going in the right direction, but I'm not making friends. <laughs> like, I'm not making friends. And I'm learning also the best way to articulate and communicate with my defined throat. I'm also a Taurus Mercury. So I'm very direct mm-hmm. in like how I speak and very like, I'm just very blunt sometimes and very masculine energy. So that's where I'm at right now is playing with like bringing in more flow and divine feminine in my delivery. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, leaning more into the trust of as things come and go, but I'm never afraid of firing a client. It's, it's like, yeah. 
and that's cool that you do it off of your own personal feelings and they didn't like they didn't do anything or say anything overtly like crazy and you or yeah. ask for something that you couldn't deliver it was just like no this is how i feel about this i'm working too hard to like you said to define your worth for these people and that's not who i am so i'm going to step away and they're yeah like, i mean what? at the end of the day like every product brand company is is made up of humans and humans are made up of energy so if my energy exchange with the person that works at that company or brand is not vibing with me, that's not an aligned partnership, regardless of how much money they make me. Mm-hmm. It's actually going to you know, push me to the opposite direction because I'm embodying like bitterness. Yeah. So. Yeah. The bitter, the projector, not self bitterness can be strong and it shows up for me in a lot of different ways. A lot of times it shows up as jealousy. If I ever feel like I'm jealous mm-hmm. of somebody or where they're at in their life or what they're doing, I'm like, oh, I think this is the projector not self being like, see me, look at me, come on. And that's not really what we're here to do. And I think it's super interesting, like you said, the marketing aspect. I've I've been wrestling with it since I started doing my readings. My husband is like, do you know, uh ad on facebook and instagram and do this for google Mm -hmm. and do that and do all these things and i go like i i literally like lose the voice i don't know what to do with it i'm just like no i i know that feeling so well and your hd in real life highlight that is your marketing oh thanks because i I didn't think about that i should probably And it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like that. Like that highlight reel right there, that is you in real life showing the togetherness, showing, but like weaving human design into it and showing how you live every day with more ease and flow and unapologetically doing things your way without validation from external sources. You're right. I need to figure out, I'm going to do that. The thing with it is, when I think of that, my mind automatically goes, okay, so you have to write these posts out and then you're going to batch them and then you're going to do this and you're going to do, and I'm like, um, wait, I don't do stuff that that's way. Con- that's conditioning. I know. It's I, like I have to have the idea for the, for the, for what I want to say and then just do it and then be done with it. I can't, I can't plan. If I try to plan stuff, it gets really overwhelming for me, but I, I get stuck in the middle. I'm like, okay, well, can you do both? And I don't, I think, I think I need to take a page out of your book and really look at you and go, actually, you need to do this a little bit more extreme in the way of your design. Like you're trying to play in the middle. Like that's what I, I feel like sometimes I'm trying to mm-hmm. be in this world as a conditioned projector and also lean the other way. Like it looks amazing to quit my job as a server, but I know I can't do that. So I just cut it down to the max minimum amount of days that I can do, which is three at this point. But it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like my foot's in both places. Yeah. And I want to jump all the way over here, but I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I get so freaked out. I'm very like, I have the gate. What if you pushed it with, what if you approached it with like play and fun? Yeah. Set like a, a more structured intention just to show up however it, however you're supposed to show up that day mm-hmm. of like, I don't have like your content scheduled out. And believe me, I'm on the other side of this, of I'm working with a social media team that helps me like create design wise. But what came with that were content ideas that were then scheduled out. So I'm like, I'm like posting this stuff online and that's not how I feel in that day. That's Mm -hmm. how I felt two weeks ago, but that's Mm -hmm. not how I feel right now. So the energy behind it is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's more so like setting an attention to just show up and share you and, and not having an agenda around it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. That works better when I'm like, when I go for a walk and I'm like, oh, I want to say something about human design, but I don't know what I want to say. And then I'll walk for a little while. I'm like, oh, I want to say this thing. And then I'll talk. Totally. But it feels like you said, it feels very like 
against what we are told as a society to do because it's very inconsistent and mm-hmm. it's it's it doesn't feel efficient some a lot of the time I think that's part of it is like I want to lean into the efficiency of being a projector but it it doesn't feel efficient to me to do like one-off stuff but also it feels horrible to me to try to like plan things because just it's, it's exactly what you said I make something I can't I don't want to hold on to it because yep. if I hold you on want to, to it, get it out there yeah if I hold on to it the attention behind it is gone when I post it and then I'll see it and mm-hmm. I'm like oh I remember making that like five days ago and now it's not hitting like I wanted it there's to. no yeah the potency isn't behind it okay cool well thanks you're helping me out because I'm really trying to like it's such a weird thing to try to make things work when your whole design is not to try to do anything (laughs) one totally and I think (laughs) you know I'm just I really it's almost like I get blocked I I and and I almost like find myself being more of like uh industry jargon robot versus just literally saying what's on my mind and I just have to root into like proof points of when things came to me when I wasn't trying to get something yeah like I've always wanted to train PR professionals I was five months in five or six months into my business my Instagram account had maybe 75 followers I wasn't really promoting training Mm -hmm. and but I wanted to I like knew I wanted to And I had my first training was before I even had my training developed. It was a DM in my Instagram account that was barely alive. A New York agency owner asking me to do a training for her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wasn't even, I was just showing up every day, being me, sharing. We're, I think for projectors, the most efficient thing to do is like what feels the easiest and the lightest because it's like, aligned for us and it's just us like sharing our life that's efficient we don't have to do anything else we are being our lives yeah you're right you're totally right man ah okay cool well now (laughs) I feel like I'm gonna go into this weekend a lot more prepared um because I have some free time so I'll probably be like oh I want to talk about this I want to talk about this and I won't worry about backgrounds or what I look like or anything like that because I guess that doesn't matter anymore yeah and like lean more into like the, I don't know why this is coming through for me, for you, but like lean more into like topics that I don't know if there's topics that you've shied away from talking about, Mm. but I, this is something that I'm practicing of like speaking our authentic truth. You can swear, you can talk about questionable topics, but in a way that doesn't it's like no heart, um, no shame, no blame, no judgment. It's very like, I like taking ownership and coming at from an authentic truth of me without involving or pointing toward anything else. But I, I think that's really powerful for you of like the, the chaotic and the wisdom also comes within the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I love Nick authority you guys if you heard her say this is what's coming through for me if any Nick authority says that to you be quiet because what they have to say is so great like I love it when you say that I'm like I know something is coming through and it's funny that you said it like that because this other podcast that I'm creating with my business partner is is going to be about the things in human design that are controversial that Uh, we're not supposed to talk about that this type is supposed to do this and this type's supposed to do this and oh you don't do this like we want to kind of push the boundaries and talk about all the stuff that a lot of people get very heated about when they're talking about human design and it's funny that you said that because we were just talking about this podcast the other day and like how it's it's going to happen and oh my gosh can you tease a topic can you tease an example um well our I think the first episode is going to be a general episode about types and Mm -hmm. um, as projectors, we are supposed to sleep alone all the time. Oh gosh. I, I wish I could (laughs) to to (laughs) let out all of our energy because we don't have safer motors 
And even we're not even supposed to sleep with other projectors. We're just alone, alone. No dog, mm -hmm. no pets, just by yourself, please. Alone every day, all, all the time. That's the rule. What? That doesn't work in real life. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I will say though, it feels good. I remember my best nights of sleep is when I was single in LA. Wrong. You're not wrong, <laughs> but that's still good. And you can play with this and go to bed before your partner or get up after them. Or mm -hmm, maybe take mm -hmm. naps when nobody else is in the room. Like you can still mess That's around. What with I this. do. Totally. But like you said, a lot of times it's simply not feasible for people in a relationship to have. We don't have an extra bed, so it's like okay. Then I'm sleeping on the couch, which is not comfortable at all. We sleep yeah. with our dogs in our bed. Like it's and and also I've never had a sleep problem in my life. I sleep like a rock. You have to yeah. wake me up. Like I don't. I when I was like. 15 or 16, I was looking up depression because I'm like, I have to be depressed. I sleep so much and I've always been that way. And so I don't mm -hmm. worry about it. Like, I'm not like, Oh God, I got to sleep away from Sean because I, I said that to somebody, I was like, I sleep really great. So it doesn't matter. And they're like, that's not the point. It's not that you sleep really great. It's ruining it's your the day. Draining. It's the draining. I of... know. I know. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny of like areas that you get that we absorb like conditioning or we feel stuck in it's like because I take I I do take naps alone in bed and my wife thinks it's so weird because she'll sleep on the couch she'll, oh you're not no and that's the other thing like projectors is like nap 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 I I it's because I sleep so well I know I'm never I'm not really good for tired you. enough to sleep during the day I get tired like yeah. As a, I definitely get tired and I, but I can, I don't, it's just, if I ever take naps during the day, I wake up so groggy and disoriented okay. that the rest of the day is totally screwed. My husband's okay. great at it. He'll take like a yep. 20 minute, close his eyes nap and then just get up and be totally fine. And I don't know how that goes. It just doesn't work. <laughs> so yeah, these are some of the things like, I don't want anyone to think I was told that I haven't started my experiment until I sleep alone forever. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, okay. Well, and even, <laughs> yeah. And even with like a, like a six profile line, they're like, your life doesn't start until you're 50. Yes. Thank you. This is going to be another topic that we're going to talk about at some point, but yeah, there's so many little things. And I understand that a lot of them are for the good of the energy type and we're really trying to help people you know really look at themselves as individuals and like you really do need things that are different and i and i mm -hmm. get it but people start their experiment however it starts and it goes however it goes and for other people to say well you haven't done this properly or do you know how to soundboard that's that's another whole topic i'll get into but yeah this whole thing is i want human design to be for everyone and as inclusive as mm -hmm. it can be and when you put like rules on it like that limitations yeah totally. limitations generators yeah you have a lot of energy but you still get tired so it's okay if you feel tired oh yeah totally you, you're you're gonna have days where you don't want to do anything just like projectors great this is gonna mm -hmm. be what it is like you're allowed to be tired like all this stuff that we're just kind of told like no that's not you I, I feel mm -hmm. like it really can, can, can stop people's experiments because they think they're doing oh, it correctly. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is like, if I do a reading or I meet someone or whatnot, I ask them, I'm like, what have you been told is wrong or weird about you? And that's usually reflected as one, one of their strengths in their charts. Mm -hmm. So I was told I was too impulsive. I went to three different colleges my first two years, just bopped around. My parents were like, yeah. what is going on? And that I'm supposed to operate like that versus like, just give it the 24 hour rule, Kayla, just give it the 24 hour rule. Well, of course I made mistakes the first 30 years of my life because my logical brain or someone else is telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. here for it. I'm here for that. I, I volunteer as tribute if you want a gate of shock splenic projector. Oh my God, that would be cool. We haven't <laughs> even talked about having guests, but I'm sure we will. This Usually when we put a podcast together, it's like, it kind of explodes exponentially so we're really excited about this one and it, and it goes right in line with the the mental projector platform that we're putting together is totally we don't fit in a lot of human design boxes a lot of right. 
the stuff isn't for us as mental projectors. And so I want people to feel like they have somewhere to go and feel support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, this podcast is probably going to be called Human Design Hot Topics. Nobody stole my name. I don't think they will. But. Love it. I'm, here. I'm totally, <laughs> um, I'm totally here. We already have the graphic. Like we, we are, we've already been laughing about it, but um, it's going to be fun. And it's like, it's not meant to, to call, we're not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to like name names or anything like that. I more just want to be like, Hey, if, if you want to sleep with a person or an animal tonight, then do it. If you're a yeah, you're non-sacral, it's okay. You're still in your experiment. You didn't, totally. didn't stop. Like it's not game over. Go to the beginning. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh man. See, you I'm got excited. me all riled up about this idea. This is what happens is I get ideas and then I'm like, I'm a chatterbox. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, it, it, it's a genuine excitement. It's a very beautiful energy coming through. It's, it's, it's close to, I call, I call sacral beings like a sacral snack. Uh-huh. Like whenever I, like when I, I, I can pinpoint when an influencer online is a sacral authority because when they love something, I'm like, I have to have that. <laughs> so I call it a sacral snack. Um, and you're the closest to it with how Thank excited you. you are. <laughs> well, I have gate 58 unconscious and conscious, and that's like the, the love of life. And, and this was a big thing in my, my human oh. design mentorship program when we did the classes together and when I would speak, people were saying the same thing. They're like, you get, because I would, because I start crying when I get really excited about stuff or really happy. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. And they're like, no, we can tell you're so excited and you're so happy and you're so genuine. And that then is my so mentor, beautiful. Jess, was like, that. you have gate 58, you have gate 58. Like you are the joy of life. Like that's what this energy yeah. is. And of all of my gates, I feel that one very strongly, pretty much mm-hmm. all the time. It also ties into my innocence, I think, really well. And then I feel gate five really strongly too, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I, I, I not, it's not a great one for me because it's a lot about structure and lists and like mm-hmm. having things go a certain way. But man, that one jumps in there and, and gets me. So yeah, that's totally. like, that's the stuff that I have coming up. What do you have coming up? Anything? Do you want to talk about anything? Oh gosh. So on the human design side of things, I have two ways that people can work with me. Well, first, if you're brand new, well, get a reading by Janelle. I'm going to promote your readings. Um, (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've already had a reading from Janelle and you want a second one, then my girl, Hannah, she's amazing. And she's happy to do so. Um, And that's what I love also about human design readers. It's like, their profile, like their profile, their energy type and everything creates such a different reading experience too. Mm-hmm. Like I was just thinking like, Ooh, a reading with you, that's like a three, six versus like someone with a one in their profile. It would just mm-hmm. be a completely different structure. And then me with a two. So I don't do chart readings, but what I do have is like the second phase. If you're like, okay, I know my chart now I want to apply it in life or business. Obviously business is kind of my like sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I have a 90 minute um, reading called, or basically 90 minute coaching session called Becoming. And you can use the full 90 minutes of, I'm a two, so I can hop all around. I'll literally look at your chart. You'll tell me what's going on. And I'll be like, okay, well, what about this? What about that? And we'll hop all over the place. There's no structure. Um, or so you can use the whole 90 minutes for that, or you could do the first 60 minutes for that. And then we can end with a Reiki session to kind of like cleanse and ground your energy, a distance Reiki session. So that offer is really special to me because it definitely combines my love of Reiki and energy. And when I found human design, I, for the first time was able to um, conceptualize and articulate the energy that I was already reading once I became Mm -hmm. attuned. Yeah. Um, and then I, I have a one-on-one offer that I work with entrepreneurs and it's really centered around like they have a business and they want to make everyday business decisions based off of their human design chart. Oh, that's so awesome. And that's really yeah. helpful for someone who's non-sacral. I mean, it's helpful for sacrals too, but if you're a non-sacral in this world and you feel like you've tried so many things and it's just not working out and you don't understand what it is, you, yeah. you haven't paid enough attention to yourself. Like this is more of a, you need to look at yourself a lot harder than you are. And you're looking outside of yourself for ways to make this thing go. 
and you totally. don't need to make it go. You need to turn inward, which is why it's that's so hard for people is because we don't, no one wants to do that. <laughs> no mm-hmm. one wants to do the work of going, okay, what do I need to do to tweak and change my outlook and the way that I see things and do things to align myself better with who I am? Like, it's not, it it's uncomfortable and it hurts. Yeah. And a lot of times you feel like you're not doing it right. And like, who who is this person trying to do these things? Like, this isn't, I'm not worthy of this, or I don't have time for this, or this is not going to work for me. All those things. Mm-hmm. If you're non-sacral, do something like Kayla's business program or talk to her about business in some capacity because it's the way that you've learned how to do business is not for you. Like it's just mm-hmm. the way that people do it in this world no. doesn't work for non-sacrals. Even if yeah, you're a manifester and you're here to initiate, it's still not the same. <laughs> I know. I <clears throat> it's very, it's very hard for me to see or follow advice that is so stuck in the masculine of like, if you do this, you will achieve this without having awareness of how you're supposed to energetically be contributing to the world. Um, So a big part of me is like, I don't tell you how to do it. Yeah. I help you learn from your human design chart, like the ease and flow of it. Mm -hmm. But the the most important thing is again, like who are you serving? If there's no genuine desire, you know, Yeah. And we're guides. We're not here to do it for the other person. We're here to say, Hey, this is what I'm going to show you this thing, but you still have to do the stuff. We're not here to do, even though we really want to. And we feel Mm -hmm. like we can, like, I always feel like I could help. Like I could be so helpful. I could be so helpful. And then I have to like pull myself out usually with my husband. Oh, (laughs) if I just did this for him. And if I just did this and if I took care of all these things and he would feel be fine. It's totally cool. And now I've realized I have to let him be an adult person. Like he's not my <laughs> kid, you know? So, and then yeah. that has been something that I've learned, been working on since we've been together. But mm-hmm. recently he pointed out to me that I was doing a good job. So I was like, there you go. You're being seen. Love that. Yeah, I am. It's, <laughs> it had to do with money because I'm very frugal and I get really freaked out when it comes to my money conditioning is very visible in the way that I react to money and my relationship. Oh, that could be a whole other podcast episode for us if you would. <laughs> really? For real? Would you come and talk about money with me? Because 100, like 100%. A- I, I was in oopsies. I have memories of asking my dad for lunch money and him writing a $10 check and like knowing when payday was and then having really wealthy manipulative relatives let's just say this. I knew I worked through money blocks when I re-manifested my wife back into my life because she, she's so open and is probably like one of the most positive conditioning examples I've ever met in terms of like self-worth and, and her, how she grew up around money. So like, I've, I've been through it with money and I I still (laughs) go through it. Me too. Okay, cool. We'll have a talk talk about that. Um, Okay. Because it is a big part of my, of where I'm at, where I'm like, oh, there's stuff that's still hanging on to me and Mm -hmm. money is a big, a big part of it. And it's a big part of what I want to do with the mental projector platform, because I feel like everybody has a money thing, but I feel like non-sacrals have that money thing. Plus now they have this additional thing tied to them that says, don't worry about how you make money. You're not supposed to worry about that. Just don't Mm -hmm. think about it. (laughs) It's like, what? So yeah, yeah, cool. Well, that makes me happy that you'll come on again and talk to me about money because totally freaks me out. And I like to talk about things that freak me out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think your shock energy kind of like, and your spleen, for some reason, anytime around people who have divine spleens, I get real, what's the word? Like adventurous and like, Oh, let's try this thing. And like, it's like your your splenic, um, it gives you the, it's like the go button, like the yeah. permission to like, yeah. like go. Yeah. And I know totally. it's not a motor, which is so crazy to me. I know it's not a motor, but it's its own thing that makes you want to well, And I have a defined root, very, oh, yeah. very defined root that's charged. It's, Feeding it charges the spleen. spleen. Yeah. 
It's yeah. Good. So you're, you're getting it from, and I have a defined G center and a defined yes. crowns. You're getting all the things in this call. Well, that's good. <laughs> okay, cool. So thank you so much for this. This has been super awesome. And I'm glad that you'll come back on because I like, I like you. And I think it would be I like you too, Janelle. to talk to you again. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, if anyone's looking for you, how, where do they find you? KMO, yeah, right? So uh, yes. So camelworld.org is my URL and it actually is very unconventional. It houses my affiliate PR stuff and it also houses human design. And I changed, I made it world because I didn't want to be in a box. So you'll be able to find all the human design stuff there or on Instagram, which is probably easier. It's just um, at camo.hd. Cool. So yeah, go check out Kayla. Um, listen to my other podcast too. It's called human design weather report. It's with my business partner, Rebecca. We talk about the transits. It's every week. Um, check my website out, JanelleTurner.net for readings. Thank you all for listening. This has been awesome. Bye everybody. Bye Kayla. Bye. Thank you for listening to chatting human design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.